Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hi again, everybody, and welcome to Give Them the Sports Biz. It's Dan Avone in San Francisco, joined, like always, with the NFL agent representing New York City. It's Matt Marino. Matty, what do you say? What's up, Dan? How you doing? Good to be back with you, man. Yeah, it's good to be back, as we were on a bit of a hiatus, but we're, we're back after it, and while we were gone, it just so happened to be the biggest contract in the history of professional sports and one Patty Mahomes locked up by that of the Kansas City Chiefs for the next 12 years. Let's start right there. First of all, were you surprised by the numbers and do you think it's a good and or a bad deal for either side? Um, yeah, so no, it's a, that's a massive deal. You know, it's, it's looking like, you know, it looks like baseball numbers, you know, you know, and that's in years, salaries, um, that is everything that's included in there. Um, it really looks like a baseball, you know, MLB contract. Um, so I was actually, you know, a little surprised, I guess at the timing a little bit. Um, but you know, when kind of digesting it and, you know, looking through all the different scenarios, um, or all different, uh, you know, kind of uh, incentives and how it's constructed. Um, you know, it's it's. I think it's actually a great deal for him. I mean, you know, obviously people are going to, you know, look, you know, poke and prod and pick away at it, and you know, try to figure out, um, you know, what the, you know, is it better for the Chiefs? Is it better for Mahomes? You know, who's who's going to come out on top? And no one's really going to know that, you know, obviously until, you know, a number of years down the road, um, you know most of the time in these NFL contracts um, you're talking that the team has, you know, 99% of the leverage and, you know, players will rarely hit the end of their deal, you know, a la Mike Vick, you know, Donovan McNabb, you know, players like that. Um, so, you know, I think from, from that standpoint, you know, just the general sides of it, you know, look, are, you know, will Andy Reid be the coach in, in 2031, you know, will Brett Veach be the GM, you know, in 2031 um, it could be other people, are making decisions for the Kansas city chiefs at that point. So, you know, if Mahomes does ever decline, um, you know, which he should, he shouldn't, he's in his, you know, he's in his, he's in his climb right now. Um, you know, will someone, you know, decide to get rid of him once it basically becomes a, a one year deal, one, you know, year to year deal. Um, so I think those were just kind of, you know, off the cuff. Those were the interesting part, the really interesting parts to me. Um, now, obviously just talking about the finances behind it, um, the cash, you know, how it's paid out. I think the, the really great part for Mahomes is that, you know, essentially his salaries are guaranteed um, a year or year or two years in advance. And what I mean by that is, you know, you're talking about for the, the length of the contract, um, you know, going 24 months ahead of time, the Chiefs have to make a decision. Um, so, you know, the salaries and bonuses vest the year or two before, um, they're actually due. So really he has, he's got that stability there. Um, and not a lot of NFL players can say they have that stability. Well, security is one of those things in the NFL that players are always looking for and few seldom ever get. You rarely see a deal like this 12 years for, I mean, if he hits incentives, we're talking over a billion or half a billion dollars. I guess, and of course, there's always going to be the naysayers, right? Everybody has to look at this thing and go after it. But there are those that think that signing a long-term deal for a guy like Patrick Mahomes, who has just been in the league for three years, is a bad idea, that he should have signed shorter deals, five-year deals, so that he continues to get market value. When you're locked in 
for 12 years, who knows what the price will be for the best football player and or quarterback in the NFL. And he can get marginalized in terms of what he's making when you try and project where we're going to be in terms of NFL inflation some 12 years from now. But let me ask you this. Yeah. Because here's one of the years. This is what I found. It's even harder to project now, too, with everything going on. Yeah, right? I mean, with the pandemic, I mean, that's – and you mentioned how how somewhat unusual it is for the timing to see somebody – because there's a lot of teams right now that just – it's one of the reasons why – you know, the, the Clowney out in Seattle and some guys weren't getting deals just because no, everybody's just staying pat because they want to wait and see how this is going to work out financially going forward and whether we're going to take a loss next year. So to see Kansas City step up and do this deal right now is sort of unusual. But I wanted to ask you this. As an NFL agent, get your perspective coming from an NFL agency and an NFL agent, there's one of these theories that was thrown out there that – the reason that this was accelerated and agreed to and started so quickly and done now was initiated in the part of Patrick Mahomes and his team and Lee Steinberg. Because (laughs) Lee Steinberg is, yeah, because you know as well as I do that, that Patrick Mahomes and any NFL player, they can go to any agent they want to. They're not beholden to these contracts. So there was this feeling that Lee Steinberg wanted to get his and wanted to wrap up this deal for him and his firm for the next 12 years, because there was a good chance that Patrick Mahomes could have gone to CAA or to somebody else within the next year or two. So there was incentive on the part of Lee Steinberg and the agency to get this done. Do you see any truth in that? Yeah, I see a lot of truth in that. Um, no, it's not, <laughs> you know, right when you started talking about it, you know, I knew exactly where you're going. Um, and yeah, I mean, look, that, look, it's good business by Lee Steinberg, right? Um, that's good business on his part. You know, he's obviously getting, um, his client, you know, like you just said, you know, half a billion dollars. Um, you know, that's one thing. Look, you know, yeah, Mahomes is going to make, you know, one of the first five years, 141 million. Would he have made, you know, 10 to 12 or maybe 15 million, you know, more if he went, you know, the, the Dak Prestock route where, you know, he's getting get tagged, you know, two or three times or the Kirk Cousins route that way? Um, certainly he would have made more money, you know, in those first five years, um, you know, the guarantee that signing could have gone up a little bit, the percentage of guaranteed money at signing, um, you know, would have been a little bit higher, but you're hundred percent right. Um, and, you know, that is sometimes how the NFL and uh, free agency works. And it's not just the NFL, it's the NBA and major league baseball that, you know, some of these contracts are getting done um, because yeah, you know what, it's not that the team has a, an incentive to get it done, but, you know, maybe his agent does have an incentive to get it done. And, and that, you know, incentive is that, all right, look, you know what, it locks up a, a serious commission um, for Lee Steinberg to, you know, to get the deal done. And if Mahomes leaves, you know, Stein, Steinberg could be, you know, left, you know, out in the cold, no commission on that second deal. Um, you know, no commissions on any kind of endorsements or off the field money uh, that he hasn't already negotiated. And, you know, agency and player contracts, they're, you know, can be terminated on five days notice. Um, so oh, wow. it doesn't take a lot for, you know, someone to get in the ear and say, look, you know what, if he's not going to get the deal done now, you know what, we can get it done, here, you know, over here for you and, and you know, pot B um, where, you know, that's why there's so much movement with, uh, with NFL players and their agents. When you look back 12 years ago, the top paid player in the NFL was Tom Brady and Carson Palmer. 
and they were under $15 million a year. 14.6 for Tom Brady. Carson Palmer came in at 14.3. So just to show you, we talked about NFL inflation, where we're at now, or Patrick Mahomes is making $45 million a year. So if you were to pro project that out over the next 12 years, you can see where some people would say, well, you know, 45 million sounds like a lot, but 12 years from now, there could be somebody that we're not even familiar with. He could be some 12 year old running around a schoolyard right now that hits the NFL and is going to get paid upwards to 65, potentially, you know, $65 million a year. I mean, do you see, do you see any justification in that? Or can you see that side? I wouldn't call it an argument, but some, some people saying that, that potentially he took uh, less money and, and that'll be shown to be true 12 years from now. Well, no, look, I mean, and this happens, right? You know, Russell, or look, we can go back a couple of years. You know, Kirk Cousins signs a deal. Aaron Rodgers passes him. You know, Roethlisberger signs one. Eli passes him. Russell Wilson signs one. Mahomes passes him. So, obviously, you know, as you move two, three years removed from those deals getting done, um, you know, those are always – you're always leapfrogging um, with a new quarterback, uh, especially quarterbacks. Um, I think, you know, one of the things that I really wanted to see uh, – uh, sorry, Mahomes do is actually – and, you know, this has been tried by a couple of franchise quarterbacks. Uh, I think Russell Wilson tried it. I'm pretty sure uh, Kirk Cousins tried it. Um, and what it is is basically, you know, using, uh, you know, getting a quarterback probably only would be able to do it, getting paid based off a percentage of the salary cap. Um, you know, maybe it's, you know, 5%, maybe it's 7%, whatever that number is. But what it does is it essentially, you know, increases – um, it, it ties it, you know, to the salary cap each year. So as the salary cap increases, and we all know the salary cap, you know, increases every year in the NFL and it's going to keep going up, uh, especially with their new TV deals coming in. Um, it really ties, you know, the, the, that quarterback, a franchise quarterback um, to a certain percentage and doesn't allow other quarterbacks leapfrog them. Mm -hmm. um, and I think Mahomes could have done that. Uh, I think he would probably have been the, you know, kind of the best test case to be able to do it. Um, and I mean, there's pushback, you know, NFL's management council, uh, NFL teams, they don't want to, you know, go through that stuff. Um, they, you know, I guess the, the management council has talked to teams about it. Um, even though they quote unquote, can't talk to them because that's a little bit of collusion. Um, but you know, you know, you can't really get past that, you know, situation, but until something like that happens, you know, you're going to have quarterbacks, um, especially quarterbacks just leapfrogging each other, you know, so you could have, you know, at the end of, uh, what were we at? 20, you know, 2021, 20, uh, you know, Trevor Lawrence as a, as a rookie has a fantastic season, you know, maybe he wins Super Bowl, you know, maybe he, uh, gets an MVP award, very similar to Patrick Mahomes and, you know, two or three years on the line, he leapfrogs him. Um, you know, so you're going to keep having those, you know, that, that, that situation happening, um, especially with franchise quarterbacks. What is he guaranteed on this deal? So he's got a couple different guarantees. Um, and I think that's, you know, kind of the way to break it down. Right. So really, um, I think the important part is, is that he has an injury guarantee, right? So if he has a career, career threatening injury, um, you know, career ended injury, he's getting 141 million. Um, and I think that's an important part. Um, just, you know, so people understand that. Um, now kind of in reality, um, it's a $450 million extension cause he's got two years left, you know, on his rookie deal. Um, mm -hmm. then he gets the 500 plus, or I think it's 505, 503, um, you know, with incentives, uh, for, 
you know, Super Bowl wins, AFC Championship wins, uh, MVPs, and those are basically considered, you know, likely to be earned incentives and not likely to be earned incentives. And that basically derives from if he's achieved them before. Um, now, I think there's a couple other, you know, important parts here. Um, he's got 63 million fully guaranteed, um, though there is more guarantees in there. Um, but something to just kind of, you know, keep in mind is that he'll never dip below, I think it's 40 million after 2025, uh, which, you know, that's significant because, um, you know, then you're talking about, look, you know what, teams are going to go year to year, the Chiefs are going to go to year to year, you know, Andy Reid, is he still going to be the coach? Brett Feach, you know, still going to be the GM. You know, how does that stuff, you know, go about? But, you know, that's really um, a very important, you know, aspect uh, to look at, especially um, when you're talking about, you know, when the, uh, his quote unquote, his money comes in the form of roster bonuses, right? So just to kind of break it down, you know, his, like we'll use 2022 for an example, you know, his base salary is only $1.5 million, but his roster bonus is 27 million. Um, I think he's got another 2.5 million tied up in incentives, you know, so that's, you know, kind of the important parts of it, um, you know, because these bonuses are vesting a year or two sometimes uh, before they're even due. So it's locking him up, um, you know, before that, before, you know, it comes into uh, fruition. Um, but by next March, um, he's going to be, you know, guaranteed more than a hundred million, um, you know, by the, by the 2026 league year, um, which is actually the first time the Chiefs really could get out of this contract. Um, he'll be guaranteed $275 million. Um, so, you know. What year is that? That's 2026. Um, you know, so that's really, um, I would say, you know, a safe spot for him. So 2026, $275 million, that's really a safe spot. You know, we're talking about six years down the line, you know, Andy Reid should still be coaching. Brett Veach should still be the GM, although you never know how that goes. Um, you know, with, with all the money you know, that is going towards him, you want to be able to spread money out across the rest of the franchise. Um, but, yeah, so that's, that's what we're looking at. 2026, you know, $275 million. Those are important numbers to remember. So post-2025, he cannot get, according to the contract, less than $40 million. Is that right, a year per year? That's correct. Yep. So yeah. in terms of him, but he doesn't have any outs. Is that correct? I mean, no, he's Kansas not going to be a free agent. No. Yeah. He, okay. so Kansas City. Yeah. They, they have, he's, he's got to cut him. The only way he can be a free agent is if Casey cuts him. That's it. So of that, you said the 275, but, but in terms of, of guaranteed money, that's, that's actually, when you look at the deal right now, mm-hmm. I think Jared Goff has had the most guaranteed money, like at 110. Isn't he around 150 that's guaranteed according to the contract as yeah. it is right now? Yeah, so he's got 141 million guaranteed uh, for injury, uh, 63 million fully guaranteed at signing, and then 103 uh, million guaranteed by next March, from March of 2021 we're talking about. Um, so yeah, I mean he's he's significantly um, you know in a, in a different kind of realm, absolutely. And as much as this contract is worth, and listen, anytime you're talking half a billion dollars, <laughs> it's a lot of jack. There's no doubt about it. But major league baseball players are just yeah, in the NBA. They're like, 
Yeah. yeah, dude, get all excited as you want, man. But that's 150 million guaranteed. When we sign a deal for 400 mil, we see the whole 400 mil. Just go ask Albert Pujols, who can barely walk, and he's his whole contract was backloaded to 2020. And guys like Mike Trout, who signed these huge deals, the difference being is obviously the guarantees, right, between Major League Baseball and the NFL. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Mike Mike Trout, you know, he's getting a base salary of 35 million dollars each year and a 20 million dollar signing bonus. Um, you know, and that's it. You know, there's no roster bonuses in there because he's going to be on that roster no matter what. Um, you know, there's uh, – I think he might have, like, an incentive for the MVP or a World Series bonus, um, you know, something like that, a minimum of 500000 or a hundred or a million dollars. Um, but, no, I mean, that's that's serious. That's, you know, all money is guaranteed in baseball. You know, Mahomes doesn't have that option. Um, it just, it's just not natural in the NFL. Um, you know, you have to, you know, play your way through that contract and like what we've seen in, in most cases, you know, if you're going to, you know, get off of Peyton Manning or going to go off, get off of Tom Brady, um, or all these guys that, you know, um, historically have been quote unquote, the franchise, um, it's very likely that, you know, the same thing eventually happens with Patrick Mahomes, you know, just, you don't know when that's going to happen. Now that the new bar has been set in the NFL for quarterbacks and the highest paid player in the NFL, but namely quarterbacks, does this have any sort of leverage for Dak Prescott or how does this influence the Dallas Dak deal or does it at all? Does it have any sort of influence? You know, I don't think it has a lot, right? Cause I mean, the, the one thing is that, you know, these are definitely two different quarterbacks you're talking about. Um, you know, Dak Prescott, Patrick Mahomes, one, they're, they're different in the terms of where they were drafted, one in the fourth round, one in the first round, they're always going to have that, you know, whether you want to admit it or not, the same thing about Tom Brady, you know, very early on in his career, you know, he was still a quote unquote six round, you know, draft pick. Um, he's obviously played well, well beyond that at this stage of his career, but certainly early on um, until he was, you know, what is known today, um, he was a six round pick. Um, I don't think it's going to have much of an impact on Dak. I think you're talking about two different situations. Um, you know, one that, you know, clearly he's accepted a franchise tender. Um, and, and Dak and, you know, his situation is that, you know, the past he's going to stay where he is right now. He's going to bet on himself. Um, he's taken the Kirk Cousins route. Um, you know, so I think last year, 19, you know, he made $2 million in, in salary. Um, you know, so he's, you know, said no thank you to the offers that the Cowboys have put out there on the page now. Um, you know, he'll take his $31 million this year. You know, if he gets tagged again next year, I think it's $38 million. Um, and then, you know, $54 million um, if he gets it in 2022. Um, you know, so and if not, then he goes to the open market. And look, he I don't know what's going to happen with, with Dak Prescott. Maybe he's the guy to, to pass Patrick Mahomes then at that point. Um, you know, so I don't see this as being – something that says, all right, look, you know what, the KC Chiefs, you know, they've paid Patrick Mahomes, um, you know, 500 million, uh, you know, hey, Jerry Jones, you know, we have to go out and match that now. Um, that's not the situation I'm seeing. It's not the situation I'd see in a couple of years when Deshaun Watson, you know, signs a new deal, which I, you know, I got to imagine, you know, would be in a year or two, um, you know, so I don't see these, you know, I see Patrick Mahomes as, as tier one and those other guys as, well, Watson maybe as, you know, 1A and, you know, Dak as 1B. 
Other football news, the Washington Redskins made it official today. They haven't come up with their new name. They're no longer going to be the Washington Redskins, but it's official that they will get rid of the, the much controversial moniker Redskins. This, of course, after all the public sentiment and, and as much public sentiment as you want, and this is prior to what's taken place in 2020 with the death of George Floyd and the oversensitivity now of what's going on in terms of, of the racial sensitivity that we're all sort of recognizing in, in the, the temperature and the climate of the country right now. Prior to any of this, there had been pressure on Dan Snyder. For those that aren't familiar with the Washington and the Washington Redskins name, Dan Snyder has dealt with this, not to this degree, but just about every year. And he has been adamant that he will never, and I'm quoting him when he says, I will never change this name. Well, when the sponsors get involved and when money starts to talk and when FedEx, who has the naming rights to your stadium, as well as Pepsi and Nike say, hey, listen, unless you do something about this, we're backing out. And what do you know? Dan Snyder says, oh, well, maybe we should rethink this. What does this mean going forward now that they have a new name as far as copyrights and trademarking, Matt? Yeah, so it's, you know, never say never. Um, and, you know, he is not a well-liked owner in the, uh, I'd say, in the agent community. Um, but, you know, it's, uh, it's one of those franchises that uh, everyone has dealt with. And, and like you said, um, a lot of people in the media have, um, you know, just used the name Washington. Um, they haven't used their, uh, their nickname. Um, so, um, you know, when FedEx, you know, pulls out and Nike takes your products off their website, Fanatics takes their, you know, you take your team off, team logos off their website, um, that's significant. And not only is it significant to your franchise, remember, you know, there's revenue sharing um, in the NFL. Uh, the, the other 31 owners, you know, start getting involved there too and, and leaning on this guy a little bit, Dan Schneider, and this is what happens. Um, so I think it was actually a, a pretty quick uh, decision for him. Maybe it played out a little bit longer uh, in the public. Uh, but, um, you know, certainly, you know, with a new logo, new team, and you're talking about, you know, a whole new merchandise uh, division, um, certainly with, with trademarks, uh, the patent office, U.S. Patent and Trademark Office. Um, you know, there's a, there's a gentleman out there that actually, uh, I believe his <laughs> name is Martin McCauley, if that's how you pronounce it. Um, he's kind of known as a squatter um, on these nicknames for uh, Native American franchises. So like, you know, the Washington franchise, the Atlanta Braves, Cleveland Indians, Chicago Blackhawks, Kansas City Chiefs, um, you know, where he thinks there could be a, a possible name change. Um, and he's been basically registering, scooping up, you know, basically Washington-themed um, possibilities, you know, the Americans, the forces, the founders, the gladiators, uh, you know, things of that nature um, that he thinks the, the, the Washington football franchise can now turn into. Um, and so that's one situation that Dan Snyder will have to deal with where, you know, if they're choosing a name that um, Martin McCauley already has the rights to, um, they're going to have to uh, see that guy in court or, or give him a payoff. Um, then you're talking about, you know, from the NFL league standpoint, you know, like I just mentioned, Nike's the official uniform supplier, Fanatics, you know, the official merchandise and apparel um, provider for, you know, players' rights, images, names, um, you know, anything of that nature, uh, consumer products. So it's a, you know, it's a massive overhaul uh, when, you, when you're talking about the history of the franchise as well. Um, you know, you have some retired players that are still quite active uh, based off of their success with the franchise. And, you know, clearly, you know, I don't know how that goes for them. Um, you know, do, 
do they not, you know, highlight the nickname anymore? Do they just use Washington? Um, you know, do they, you know, kind of change those things around for whether it's personal appearances, autograph sessions. Um, and then certainly, um, you know, you talk about the hall of fame. Um, I got to imagine, you know, there'll be some consideration given to it. I don't know, you know, what they'll do if they'll, you know, kind of erase, uh, the nickname from, uh, you know, from the hall of fame, but I think that's something to look at in the future. I think you make a good point maybe something people overlook, and that is that he was certainly pressured by the money and the sponsors and FedEx and Pepsi and Nike, but also the owners. I think that's, that's, that's a, a great area to start because Nike, as I understand it, as well as Pepsi, just signed contract extensions with the NFL for like the next 10 years. They did, yeah. And it is done collectively. So I, I can, you know, it's easy to assume or to imagine Jerry Jones picking up a phone and calling Dan Snyder and saying, hey, this is done. You're changing that thing. Because, you know, the NFL owners live in one place, and that is in the red. They, they're all about profit and profit yeah. margins. And when you start talking, you start going there. You start going towards their wallets, then things begin. The dynamic begins to change immediately. Yeah, and you're talking about, um, you know, look, you're going into the television negotiations this fall. Um, you know, it's one of the biggest things that, that will take place this fall for the league. And you, know, you have streaming services, you know, Amazon over the top. Um, you know, these, these streaming services that, that want pieces of it, uh, pieces of the NFL, and we're going to pay a lot of money to do so. Um, you know, and then you have your traditional networks, Fox, ESPN, you know, um, CBS, uh, NBC, Thursday night, uh, Sunday night, you know, things of that nature. So, yeah, you know, these owners, they want these TV deals, especially in a year that they might not have fans or, you know, some kind of reduction in fans or reduced football. Um, you know, maybe not 16, 16 games, um, you know, some reduction already of the preseason. But, you know, they want to make sure that they're getting their, uh, their cut. Absolutely. And before you start feeling sorry for Dan Snyder, don't, because when they make the name change, that's just a huge new revenue source. Is it not with the new merchandising line for him? Yeah, new merchandise line for him. You know, he'll have to do – they'll do new, you know, trademarks with, with Fanatics. They'll do – you know, new deals with um, certainly um, with their suppliers. Um, and then also, you know, any kind of retail chains uh, within that, you know, you know you're talking about a, a pretty um, fanatical fan base. Um, you know, obviously the Washington community is, you know, the, the team has been there a very long time. You have, you have that deep fan, deep rooted fan base. Um, people are going to want new jerseys. People are going to want, the new logos, t-shirts, whatever it might be, hats, you know, winter, winter clothes, uh, you know, for cold weather games, whatever it might be. Um, you know, that's, that's all positive for them. If I'm a Redskins fan, well, I think that if you're, if you're Ron Rivera and or Dan Snyder, the people that are the brain trust that is going to make this decision as to the new nickname for Washington, you would have to think it's probably going to start with an R or be somewhat similar so that they can keep the branding as far as the R and, and everything that, uh, that represents their current name, the Redskins, so it's not that big of a transition. But I'm a Redskins fan. I want to hang on to my marching band. I mean, hail to the Redskins will be gone, but I would think that whatever the new team name is, somehow we got to keep that marching band on the field. Yeah, they keep, you know, they, they can keep that in there. Um, you know, if they got a new logo going on now, maybe new colors. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that's, you know, I just, you know, one of the things that I heard someone else bring up is, oh, well, they have to be thinking about this or they had to be thinking about this. I don't think this is something they thought about. I think this is something that they've just, you know, put in a drawer. And like you said before, you know, 
Dan Steiner said he was never changing the name. So um, they just always dismissed it. Um, so I think they legitimately are starting from scratch right now. Well, Dan Snyder, like the rest of us, could not envision what was going to take place in 2020. And whether it's the death of George Floyd that has this country upside down and or the pandemic, I guess the big question remains is as much as we talk about whatever you call the new team out in Washington, the new name for the team in Washington, they're not a new team. They've been there forever since the 1930s. But the big concern is, well, are we actually going to play football? <laughs> and whether that actually happens or not is what makes things – again, getting back to that deal with Patrick Mahomes makes that such a head-scratcher that they would lock him up with the uncertainty of the NFL going forward. But we'll, we'll find out in the days ahead because camp is right around the corner, and we'll see whether they push that back or what's going to happen as far as the NFL. We'll see, of course, the NBA trying to start up. Maybe we can talk about Westbrook coming down with the coronavirus – in our next episode, but we'll leave it there for now as we'll continue to talk more sports and business in this very, very, very strange, what continues to be the oddest year in my life of 2020 as it, as it relates to sports and economics. In San Francisco, this is Dan Avone from Matty Marino, the NFL agent out in New York City saying until next time, give them the sports biz, everybody. See you then. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.